The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome everybody to KyberCast number 31, recorded December 17th, 2019, a few days before the Rise of Skywalker. And this is the Rise of Skywalker before episode. So we're we're going to talk about as much as we can before this uh we get a chance to see that at the end of this week. I'm going Thursday. Michael is going, I think, what, Saturday or Sunday or something? No. Going Friday. Oh, Friday. Yeah, I wasn't sure. It's not up there for you. It's not a Star Trek movie, so. Uh, no, it's up there. It's just uh, I've got kids, so I've got stuff to do. I got to pick up a kid from uh, lacrosse practice on Thursday night, so. Yeah, that's called Uber at that point. <laughs> She's 14. <laughs> yeah. And we're not in a major metropolis, so it's not like Uber is that easy. I'm just kidding. We're going to, we have a lot to talk about this episode. So super, super excited. Uh, We're going to break this down in a few ways. We're going to each talk about three things we want to see in the film. And we're going to talk about three predictions at the end of that. Uh, This is being recorded the Tuesday before the film comes out. So we will have a KyberCast after would probably be our next uh, recorded episode don't be surprised if i pop in and do a quick five minute something friday morning for both of you michael i'm just telling you this now because i mean i may have to get something off my chest and no one to talk to because michael's not there but it'll be a spoiler free if i do it that's if i do it that's if i do it uh do you not work friday no i'm off i'm on vacation from friday to the second of january oh must be nice well, that's nice. If, only nice because I didn't use any vacation at the time, and I have to use it or lose it. So, oh well, now now it's kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My excuse so, is that I started a new job, so I don't have any vacation time yet. Right. Well, I've got a couple of days, but that's fair though. So, before we get into our our uh, wants to see, uh, want to sees, and our predictions, I want to say a couple of things. There are reviews out there now. If people want to go and read some of them they're spoiler free but they're going to tell you enough to you know yeah, probably sway the premiere your was last night to, the premiere was last night for the press a few people the press obviously the the people that made the film was a the big deal in hollywood um we were not invited so I sorry was, thanks, I was thanks to this film yeah i was shocked to I wrote this for sure wrote a letter to lucasfilm and kathleen yep. kennedy yeah i think she's probably <laughs> listened for what you did to her and, and put her down this whole time. So. She won't be around much longer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways. So there's a lot of reviews out there, and I'm going to say this. This movie is not going to do everything that people wants it to do. And if you're going to go in there thinking it is, you're going to be disappointed. And I think that's just the wrong way to go about it. There, there's no way this is going to make everybody happy. So there's going to be, and haters are going to hate from the get-go. Even if it's a decent film, they're still going to say they don't like it because I think part of the culture that's happened in, at least for Star Wars over the last, you know, I would say since the prequels, 
people are looking for things to cut to 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 cut this film up to cut any of the Star Wars films up that that, that came after the original trilogy. So I'm I'm expecting most people will find a lot of flaws because they want to. Is that one of your predictions? No, no. Okay. Predictions will be talked about um, about the film itself. I think. Okay, no, I was no. just curious. I was just. Curious. I guess you could say this, and I'm going to. Pr- I will predict that Michael will not like the film. Is that one of your predictions? <laughs> no, it's a, that's a, that's more of a truth. That's, that's a truth. I'm going to admit. I mean, I think we already know. For me, it's going to have to be pretty impressive for JJ to stick the landing. And I, I honestly don't know if he can. So I'm not going to let you off the hook this easy. What does that mean? What do you want? So that's going to kind of lead us into our three things, I guess, of what you want to see, but what, what is going to make it work for you? Regardless of JJ directed or anybody else, oh, it's hard. I need to it's, know. It's, well, that's I want thing. some criteria. I, it's hard because it's like, uh, I don't know. It's kind of like music, you know, I, I can tell you generally what I like, but until I see it or hear it, like, okay, so three I'm not things I want to give some see, answers. Right? So okay. I want to see a cohesive, well-thought-out, well-planned ending to 42 years of storytelling. That's what I want to see. What would be that, though? What wouldn't be that? What what would be cohesive? Like, what are you looking for to tie it in? There's got to be something. You got to have some cri- something in your head. It's because it's it, it's really he, hard he to could say. Very well ha- he could very well have that cohesive ending, but it may not jive with what you want it to be as an ending. But it could still be cohesive. Well, I want a cohesive ending that I enjoy. <laughs> oh no! Okay, so, but I'm, I'm but, not trying to be difficult. But you can't just but, throw it out. You can't just throw it out in the ether and and not. You got to give something. I want. I want something from you. I'm going to fight you in this one because you rarely do give like a. This is what I want it to be to be good. Well, it's hard to say because you know, it's art, and all art is subjective. I mean, this goes back to the Last Jedi. Some people mm-hmm. loved it. Some people did not. And I had I had issues with the Last Jedi. So, um, what'll make it good? Um, I don't know, a compelling and emotional story that makes sense for both Kylo and Rey, as well as a fitting send-off for the remaining cast members. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah, but he, but how he gets there, you still may not like it. You may have all those things right, exactly the way you said it, but it may not be what you want. Right. It may not be what Which you would, want. It may not be, but I would honor, like, uh, I could, I would get it. Like, there's some, like, we've talked about Last Jedi a million times. There's things in there that I didn't necessarily want it done that way, but I get it now. And I, I forgive it for a lot because it's, it's I didn't write it. They wrote it. It's their story. So. And that's fine. So. You know. That doesn't make it bad is what I'm saying. It makes it what I didn't think I wanted. You know, to say what you will about Lucas, yeah, the prequels were not that great, okay? But he definitely had a through storyline. Having one writer, you know, and basically, I mean, he controlled everything. I mean, he was producer, director, writer, whatever. He told a story. 
Now, it's not the best story. Are you talking about the original trilogy or all the way – ta- one to- I'm talking one to three because four, five, six, we know he wrote and directed Star Wars, which I love. But he did not. He wrote, and yeah, he was on set and controlled a lot of stuff, but he did not direct Empire. One of the people argue, some people argue, the best of the films. Now, Jedi, we've already covered. and It's still part of the original trilogy, so I still love it. I loved it more as a child, but as I got older, yeah, I, I kind of got annoyed with what I've called and heard other people call the Muppetization. You know, the obvious merchandising with Ewoks. I don't know if that was so much a creative choice as a money-making choice, but, you know, who was it? Uh, Richard Marquand directed it. Who? I mean, who's who's heard of him since, right? Right. So, I don't know. I, I, I guess I would have liked more cohesion in the story coming up to this. Obviously, I've not seen the film yet. I'm trying to go into it with an mm-hmm. open mind. Even though, yes, I do have many issues with J.J. Abrams. So, I'm... What do I want? As I said, my first thing is that, yes, I want to see, I'll just say that. I want to see a compelling and emotion and an emotional, logical endpoint for Kylo Ren and Rey. Okay. Is that your number one want? No, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Oh, okay. Well, let's lead into it. I want to see. So we'll start with you and your first want because- That was my first want. Oh, that's what I just asked you. If that was no, your first no, one, said, number, no. I thought you meant like number one is top priority. Yes. Oh no, no, yeah. just there's this isn't in any order. Okay, in order, then yes, that is my first one. That's just the first one I'm mentioning. I want that. Yes. Okay. So that's a bit bigger than I'm going. Um, I, yes, I think that's a given. I want the same kind of thing. I think I'll be, you know, judging from I read three quick tweets and I stopped because I didn't really want to get. I, I didn't want any more things in my head before the film comes out. And it sounds like you're, you could get what you're asking for. I say could, because I think I personally think that no matter what JJ does, you're not going to like it because JJ did it. That I, I just do. I think you're going to, you, you, you have that in your head and I don't think you can break it. We'll see though. I could be wrong, I, but I um, want to be wrong. Don't, don't get me. I mean, don't get me wrong, but I don't know if you'll let yourself be wrong. You know, I've gone into each film, even though I've had issues with both the prequels. Oh, I had issues with the prequels. I didn't have an issue going into The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi, I was pumped because I was like, all right. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are faults with The Force Awakens, and we've covered these ad nauseum. It's a great, it's the greatest hits of Star Wars, right? And I was okay with that because that's what they needed to do to bring the franchise back. And I was fine with that. So, I was actually much, much more excited for The Last Jedi until I actually saw it. Mm-hmm. So, I'm still excited for this movie. I mean, uh, for those of you that follow me on social media, if you don't, that's fine. You don't have to. And the important thing is to follow the Kybercast. But I was all excited yesterday because I changed the background and lock screen right. to two different Sith Trooper pictures. One's a Jet Sith Trooper and one's a regular Sith Trooper. So, I'm still a Star Wars geek through and through, okay? I want to love all of this. So, I, I believe me, I'm giving J.J. the benefit of the doubt. But, yeah, I'm, I do have some concerns, you know? Fair enough. Fair enough. So, 
my first real want, and it's, this is different than what I think we're going to get because that's what the predictions are for. But my first real want is I really want to see Grand Admiral Thrawn. I don't particularly think that's going to happen uh-huh. now, but I really, you know, with with Matt Smith possibly being in the movie, it's been kind of hush hush for a long time. I I'm hoping that Grand Admiral Grand Admiral Thrawn is in this film. It would be the ultimate tie together of novels, animation, and the through line of the saga. So that that's one I want that, that I because like you, I've stayed away from Twitter mostly. I I saw some of the retweets you made through the Cybercast account, and then I also posted yep, those the, are the ones Entertainment I, Weekly. So, yep. All I know is that, and and this isn't spoiling anything. All I know is that there's going to be some fan service, yep. and I expect a cameo or two. I don't know of who, but let's you know there's there's a deep and rich well of characters. And we already know that Wedge is supposed to show up at some point. So maybe that's covered in the cameo. So I would love to see Thrawn as well. I think that would be fantastic because if they pull it off, it'd be a huge surprise because I didn't look for spoilers before I saw Solo. So spoiler alert if you haven't seen Solo yet. When I saw Maul, I was genuinely surprised and I loved it because I was surprised, you know? So... You brought up an interesting word, and I want to go a little bit down a rabbit hole. You said the word fan service. Yes. I want, I've want. i been thinking about that a lot lately, and I, you know, who are they making these films for? Well, they're making it for the fans. You know, I expect- So, I want to dissect what, 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 what is fan service? Is it bad, or is it good? You know, it's one of, again, another one of those things that's hard to put a number on and quantify, but- as we've discussed already, our faithful listeners, if you've been listening, for me, we'll talk about this later, but episode five of The Mandalorian was too much fan service. You know, a fan service to me is kind of like a wink and a nudge. Like, hey, did you see that? You know, and hardcore fans are like, yeah, I know what that was, and that's awesome. But for me, like I said, Mandalorian episode five, The Gunslinger, was too much fan service. So... Again, it's hard to quantify. I just know when we've crossed that line or when I feel we've crossed that line. So, of course, there's going to be some fan service in this. I expect that. And we'll touch on that a bit more when we talk about Mandalorian Episode 6. Because there's Mm -hmm. still some fan service in that. But not as bad as in The Gunslinger. And that's going to... I'm going to stop there before I say any more about the episode. But So, I think if we look at it, where I'm finding the line, right? Because I think there is kind of a line. To me, it's not fan service if a character shows up. That's the story. These characters have been there, and it's there. Right. If the you character know, shows, if up, shows up, but it if, makes if, sense. If, 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 right. But if Wedge shows up, he's a character. He's been in a lot of the films. He's it's it's a natural thing. You could say any of the characters brought back are fan service, but I don't believe that. Now, I think what connotates bad fan service is when you try to emulate what's been done before almost shot for shot which is hap- which happened a lot in the gunslinger in, in Mandalorian yes, like, yes I agree with you sitting the same shot of showing the, the gunslinger guy and where Han Solo was and Greedo it's like you didn't have to do a shot for shot right that's like you know a little 
overboard. But if I see things that are part of the story, like a ship from here or even a location, if they go back to Tatooine, I'm not even going to be upset with that. But don't you don't have to do the exact same shot for shot. Like Tatooine was in the first film. It's in, you know, the the third or the fourth film. It's in the second film as well. And I have no problem if they went back to it again. It's in the sixth film. You know, they go back there again. So Tatooine, something about that place is is this or that. So I, so I think that's where I draw the line. Like if you're trying to like copy something, that's more fan service. But if something is in the story that, that harkens back or it's a droid or something that we've seen in the past, I'm not going to beat them up for it. If they, if they pull something from Rebels, if they pull something from Clone Wars, I'm not going to call that fan service if it's part of this story. Because right. I don't, I don't well, necessarily so, think it is. So Rogue One. You know, we saw Dr. Evazan, Evazan and Pon, uh, Ponda Baba, right? We saw right. them briefly on Jeddah. It was a quick two, three second scene, a wink and a nudge. There you go. There's there's some fan mm-hmm. service for you, right? Or even deeper for the fans of Rebels, or, um, you know, seeing uh, Chopper in the background. Or seeing, I'm sorry. That didn't bother me. That that, that seemed less shoehorned than the the pombo. No, 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 you know I'm I mean? not complaining that was about just those. Like, dr- the wink and the nudge. I'm okay with yeah. a little bit of fan service. So I was okay. I mean, did you know um, Cornelius uh, Evazan have to be there with Ponda Baba? Who knows? But it was a little wink and a nudge. We know who those people are. I was okay with it. I you know if I want to dissect it and go, do they really need to be there? whatever I enjoyed it and then seeing chopper and I'm sorry I forget the name of the ship from Rebe- rebels uh the ghost thank you the I, ghost you said it and I just remembered so even seeing the ghost show up you know landed there on on Yavin 4 again that's fan service I'm okay with it you know okay uh, so we can we can end this kind of rabbit hole I think we're gonna get a lot of callbacks we'll see how far they take it in terms of fan service we're gonna get some because that's kind of being rewarded for watching all the films. There was a lot of fan service in Endgame. Yes. And you know, you know. so I, I think you have defined it nicely and that you're right. If it's little things like I mentioned, little quick, you know, wink and a nudge, that so-and-so, you know, you know who it is. But when you go too far by going shot for shot, then it's mm-hmm. too much for me. And I, I think, I mean, you said it. So I think that's it. When, when you start taking yeah. full shots, You've crossed a line. Right. Yeah. There's copying and then there's ode. Right. There's an homage. An ode to and something. And there is straight yep. up, I'm copying what someone else did because I saw this when I was a kid and I liked it. Exactly. Okay. So what is your number, your second reason or want, want to see? Um, well, I want to see, I want to see, and I keep going back to emotions, but I want to see an emotional an appropriate send off for Leah slash Carrie Fisher. Yeah, I don't know how they do that. I mean, it's going to be hard. I think we'll get something. We'll, we'll get something. I think yes. there from from what I understand. And I think that's a that's a reasonable, you know, want to see. I think I think we'll get something. I mean, there's going to be. They wouldn't have put her in it for service. I think. I think JJ knows. You know. You can't just cut something up. I think there's a, they figured it out. We'll see how, how it works, but I think we'll see something. Do you think she'll survive? I don't think so. I think, uh, 
I think it makes sense for her to pass on. Um, you know, obviously Luke has passed on. Um, Han has passed on. Yes, Luke can come back as a Force ghost. I would love to see Carrie as a Force Force ghost, but unfortunately, I don't think there are the scenes for it. Um, I'm you know mm-hmm. I could be surprised and find out differently, but um, I just uh, I I think I think the old the entire like the three main heroes, I think it'd be appropriate if they all had passed on. I don't think Chewbacca's going to die. At least, I, I think I would be bothered if he was. Right. Well, that'll be in the predictions. I think I would too. Oh, okay, but... sorry. Am I am I crossing over into yeah. the other thing already? You're crossing over into some it was predictions, but yeah, sorry. I mean, but you. Yeah. So okay, my uh, second want is I want there to be a reason for Ray. I, I want to find something out. That's I want to know why, why, why she is, you know, I watched the force awakens um, last night. Um, texting Michael as well, telling him, I think it's better with age and Michael disagreed the other way around. We won't go down that road, but we, we were talking to each other while I'm watching the film. But, um, and, and I really liked it yesterday when I watched it. I thought, this is, this is, this is interesting. And I, I want to know, more of her because of some reason that we talked about for the past of when she when the force awoke so to speak when when kylo ren went into her head she learned a lot of things real quick so i'm kind of hoping that some of that is is explained i think it kind of needs to be so i i hope it is it may not i mean it may or may not be but it's something i would I like agree to see because right now there is no real reason for her i mean yes she's going to she is the last Jedi in a way, or is the last Jedi. Um, but you're right, because you got to remember, you know, the whole prequel was all about Anakin and him being, bring, bringing balance to the Force. And then you find out, nope, it was supposed to be Luke that brought balance to the Force. You know? So. Right. So, and I think. So this has been the Skywalker saga. You mentioned- so I really hope she doesn't turn out to be a Skywalker. I really, I really, really hope that's not the case. I don't. I don't think she will be. No, I hope not. But there's there might be a reason. Yes, I want to know the um, reason. Yeah. So you know, you mentioned something earlier about heart, and when I was watching the movie yesterday, I think what JJ does a really really good job of is the heart of the characters. I think that's what Ryan Johnson missed. I think Ryan Johnson was so focused on telling a story that we didn't expect and trying to throw different tropes in our way to you know, what is the worst thing that could happen to each character? And I'm going to make them go through that. What he lost was the heart. And I think JJ is good with the emotion because the force awakens is actually a pretty emotional film. Clearly when, when Kylo Ren kills Han Solo, I mean, it, it gets me every time I watch that movie, I know it's coming. And for some reason, the way they timed it from when, the blade goes through him and always catches me. Like, I think I know when it's going to happen and I always miss it. Like it, it always still always gets me. So, um, and I really cared about every character in that film. Like I, I loved Ray. I love Finn. Like all of them were like really, really pulled me in. And I think he's good at that. And I think that's where Ryan Johnson kind of missed a little bit. So I think JJ will bring that back. I think you're going to see the emotion that you're looking for. I'm hoping so, so just, because, just, to watch him. You know, Poe and Finn were kind of relegated to the sidelines largely in the second movie, so 
Yeah. I don't have as much. I mean, yeah, they went to, you know, um, oh, the, the, the casino planet and whatever, you know, Candle Bright. Canto Bite. Canto Bite, thank you. Um, they had their little adventure and, you know, whatever it was. But they just, obviously the focus was much more on Ray in the second film. And I'd like I'd like to see them more, you know, come more into it. And I, I do give you that, that Abrams is pretty good with the emotion. I, I will grant you that. And that's why I liked, you know, Star Trek when he did that. Again, mm-hmm. a lot of explosions in lens flare. So, sure, we'll get it here too. I'm sure. So, all right. What? I'm sorry. Go ahead. What's your th- What's your third want to see? And I know mine. Yours seem to be very well thought out and very uh, specific. <laughs> well, no, and I think the reason some of mine are a lot more broad in general. That's okay. And I think that's because I am trying to give this the benefit of the doubt. I'm trying to broaden what will do it for me and make this a success. So this one's kind of a big ask, but the third thing I want, what I want to see, I want to see something up there that makes me feel like I'm 12 again. That's a hard, and because you're never going to actually feel that way again. It may it may give you a feeling of nostalgia, but you can't because we're too far gone in our our learned ways of aging. I mean, it's not that you the world can make you more cynical. It's just that you just don't you just know how things work and you can't trust everyone. I think what you're looking for though, maybe it's a better way to say it is will this film have the hope you're looking for? Yes. Maybe that's it. Well, you know, well let, me, let me I don't know if you can feel there. twelve. I want I just I want to I sound like an addict. I want that feeling I had that I hadn't, that I felt before, you know? You you, you can't, because that's, that's why you felt it then, because you can only feel it once. Well, here's, but here's the thing, and I know you're going to grimace, and you're probably going to complain. Mm-hmm. Well, let, let, me, let me finish. I felt that way the first time I saw Avatar. Oh yeah, I'm gonna grimace. See, <laughs> you can't stand that movie, and I—that's fine if you don't. But when I saw that movie and left that film, yes, there are many things you can knock the movie about, and yes, there are many criticisms. But when I watched it, I was dazzled. I felt wonder and joy, and when I left the film, I was like, I just saw something that no one else has seen before. I I obviously didn't see Star Wars in the theater because I was three years old when it came out. But I'm like, this feeling must be somewhat similar to someone that saw Star Wars in the theater in 1976. That's how I felt with Avatar. Now, 10 years later, does it hold up? That's a whole other discussion. I'm just hoping, I, I want to lose myself into this film and just feel that wonder and joy and you're right i don't know if that's possible because of our age and our experience and maybe even a little bit of our cynicism well two things why you won't right so i'm going to say this a when you saw avatar nobody shot film 3d correctly until then correct right so it was very immersive like i was in wonder of the way it was shot it was shot awesome 
you can look around, you felt like it was an immersive situation and you've never seen that before, right? Like that's all new. There's probably not going to be a lot of new in this film. This is a wrap up. We've been watching Star Wars. I don't think there's going to be a lot of, there's no new way of watching it. The stories are very similar in terms of what we're talking about because they're like pizza or beats of poetry, as Lucas would say. You're going to see callbacks, things like that. So you're the part of wonder is seeing something you've never seen before. And you're not going to get that here. Okay. So you know what I mean? Oh, you're you, just not. You can't and, say that. And, and here's why. You no, know, no. I can say it because even when the new avatars come out, you're still you're not going to be wondered by those. No, no, no. It's not going to be the same. I know there's no way the next few Avatar movies are going to hold my attention like that first one did. But let me say this. I felt that during the final battle on Rogue One. Because okay. everything was up in the air. With these characters... I'm pretty sure the main characters are all going to live. Maybe they won't. We'll get yeah. to predictions in a, in a minute. But I'm pretty sure all these main characters are going to live. And I was pretty sure with that, you know, with Return of the Jedi back in the day. But then again, what did I know? I was 12. So, Rogue One, no one knew it was going to happen because, well, these were all new characters and we hadn't seen them in anything subsequent or they weren't. You know, it wasn't like, you know, Solo, we all knew Solo was going to live because, hello, Han Solo. But Rogue One, we didn't know that. And, you know, they went there. They killed everyone off. And that the battle was great. I mean, the hammerhead coming in and knocking the Star Destroyer to the other Star Destroyer. Yes, we've seen massive space battles before. We hadn't seen that before. And it was okay, joy so and wonder and all I- that amazement. I see where you're going. So that, that's fine. Yeah, you might see new th- new presentations of things. That's cool. I was talking in terms of game-changing film. Like, you know. And, and I know I'm not going to see game-changing film. I know I'm not going to see that. But Okay. I'm trying to find your line. Like I, I don't you know where it's going to be, but I want the story to surprise me in a good way. Not. Cool. Whereas, let's, let's, let's face it. The Last Jedi and Ryan Johnson, it was surprising. But he mm-hmm. intentionally upturned convention. And you know, I don't even have, that's not even my biggest problem. I don't actually mind that portion of it. I mean, it's surprising that Snoke died halfway through, you know, the second movie. We're mm-hmm. like, what? He was supposed to be the big bad. What's going on? My issues are otherwise with him. Right. So I just, I don't, again, it's hard to quantify, but I want something to surprise me. Okay. So I want to see something unexpected, and I've and it's hard because you know spoilers are going to abound, and I know I read spoilers a while ago, but I've forgotten them all on purpose. So I don't know. I just maybe you're right, Joe. Maybe I can't go back to being twelve, and maybe I'm asking way too much of this film. But it's what I want. I want. I mean, this is Star Wars. This has been it's sad to say, but it's been one of the most important entertainment, you know, uh, series in my life. I mean, I love Star Wars. I have so many Star Wars shirts and toys and everything. You know, some people have more. The point is, it has had a profound effect in my entire existence, and I'm assuming yours, too. Yeah, we wouldn't be doing this, right? Exactly. 
I mean, had George Lucas not made this film 43 years ago, 42 years ago, um, we wouldn't be having this discussion right now. Right. So I want that feeling. So we'll leave it at there. I hope, I hope we get it. So my last, uh, want to see is I want to see it somehow tie back to Anakin. He was at the get go. I want to see some kind of thread that ties back to Anakin and it may or may not have to deal with midichlorians. I don't know, but oh, please stay away from midichlorians. We don't want that. I don't want that. Well, I mean, I think I, I don't want him to walk away from everything that was in the prequels. Like I want to see some tie to that. To, to, to bring that thread Isn't through. having Palpatine now, enough a tie back into the prequels? Maybe. It, it may very well be. He, even if he mentions, I didn't say Anakin had to be in it. Right, I just right. said a tie back. I just said, I want to see like something. Because if it's a Skywalker, it's the rise of Skywalker. And he was the first. And I just want to see some kind of tie. I don't know what that means though. So moving forward, um, let's start with predictions. I'll go first. I think now for anybody that doesn't want that, these are not spoilers, but these are predictions that they might happen. We might be right in some of them. Uh, so hopefully it doesn't ruin the film for you, but these are predictions. I, did, I have not read any spoilers. I do, This is not, you know, me circumventing a system and saying, you know, you know, and hiding the fact that this is out there. I have no idea. The first prediction that I'm making is I think Kylo Ren will, will die. Now, from a certain point of view, that can mean two things. Ben could come back, and he can be Ben Solo. But I think Kylo Ren... <laughs> Taking the Obi-Wan approach. No yeah, matter I mean, speaking, it could your be, father right? could die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He ceased to exist and became Darth Vader. So, so Kylo Ren ceased to exist, and I, Ben Solo is reborn? Could be that way. Um but I think he'll physically pass on as well. That's that's my guess. It's a prediction for me. That's your prediction? It's one of them. Um, mine is more less story-wise. My prediction is that this is going to be the biggest Star Wars, mo- Star Wars movie financially. It's going to make more money than The Force Awakens and definitely more money than The Last Jedi. It's going to make a boatload of money, but it's not going to make as much in fact, it's it's going to make a lot, but it's not going to come near nearly what Avengers Endgame made. No, I don't think so either. But then they'll say, "Oh, it's a flop." It's not a flop, guys. <laughs> Anything over a billion dollars—don't get me wrong—it's going to hit a billion dollars, no problem. And I don't think you can call any film that makes a billion dollars a flop, unless it costs two billion to make. Yeah, never count. It's not a James Cameron film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. No, there's no question. This movie okay. probably cost upwards of two to three hundred million dollars. No question. Oh, I would think but so. But yeah. if you make seven hundred million dollars in profit, I think you're okay. I think so too. Uh, my second prediction is I think we're going to get a Force Ghost Anakin, and that would be kind of tie back to my want. But I think we're going to see a Force Ghost Anakin. I think that'd be one of the surprises. Really. I hadn't. I mean, I know people have talked about it before, but I don't. I don't know if I want to see that. I mean, I'm not. Are you saying you want to see that? I know you're predicting it, but uh, I don't know if I want to. I, it depends. If it's done right, sure. If it's done in a weird, goofy way, I don't know. Um, 
I wouldn't mind it. Put it that way. I, I, I think it's an important character. You know, it's funny because um, in terms of Force Ghosts, there's a thing they interviewed Frank Oz and he said that Frank Oz, you know, I'm not in this film, but that's cryptic, right? Because Frank Oz hasn't been in any of the films. No, <laughs> so. just his arm through right. so. uh, the Phantom Menace. After yeah. that, he was just the voice. Right. But the, the point is, is, you know, they asked him if he's in the film. He said, no, he's not in the film. And they're like, oh, Yoda's not in the film. Well, that's not what you asked him. Right, right, right. That's clever. That's clever. So, yeah. What's your second? Um, I predict that whether or not it's the ending I want, and, you know, we've already covered the wants, I predict that this is going, because J.J., I think, is thorough. Whether or not I like his stories, such as Lost, he buttoned everything up. Mm-hmm. I predict he is going to button things up. This really, really will be the end of the Skywalker saga. Do you think once the Skywalker part is buttoned up, will there be anything there to say like Star Wars will continue? Yes, and here's why. Um Kathleen Kennedy this week, in fact, yes, it was maybe yesterday or the day before, but I think it was yesterday. She's already said that we're not necessarily done with these characters. Okay. So, but she has said we're done with the trilogy approach. She, she is, right. did you see that article? I, I heard, I heard of the trilogy approach. I didn't hear the first yeah. part though. So she said those, you know, she says it's time to break the mold, get out of the box. I, I think she's right there. I don't think you need trilogy, trilogy, no, trilogy. Because it, it does limit you because then you have to have, you have to have, you know, you know, a beginning, a middle and an end. Right. Right. So, and let's face it. I think Disney is taking a cue from their now more successful little brother in the MCU. Hmm. It's not a series of trilogies. Yeah. There have been three Avengers films. Do you believe for any moment there's not going to be a fourth at some point? Uh, I'm sure there will be, but I I mean, it's not just that. I mean, they had three Captain Americas, three Thors, three Iron Man. But we're going to fourth Thor. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think it's just a chapter. It's not necessarily a trilogy. Exactly. I wouldn't call the Iron Man films a trilogy because there's other films no. you need to see in between to fully understand everything. The MCU is really that. It's its own cinematic universe with many stories to tell. I think that's that's the future going forward. I think it's a good one. I think if you can just say this is a chapter story in, you know, that's why I like The Mandalorian calls it chapters instead of episodes. The, yes. You know. So... Um, and I think that's the right way to go. I think, I mean, Disney, let's face it, they bought Star Wars to make money. And yes, they're going to tell a good story because yeah. well, telling a good story usually makes you money. So getting rid of the trilogy aspect, that's fine with me. That's, that's old school thinking. I mean, look at James Bond. James Bond's been going around for, you know, 40, 50, 60 yep. years and, you know, they, it keeps redefining itself. It's a series that continues. So let's not worry about right. trilogies, and I'm okay with that. But I'm also okay with seeing some of these characters again. I So do I think it's going to button up the Skywalker saga pretty well, like put a bow on it and put it away? Yes. 
isn't going to do that for Ray or Finn or Poe. No. Not necessarily. Cool. Uh, I like that. Um, so my third prediction, this is kind of a small one, and I kind of hope it happens. I think Lando is going to have like a game-changing move in this film. Like the Battle of Tanab, whatever the hell that was. I think he's going <laughs> to have... Right? I think he's, they're going to give him some little strategic thing that he figures out, which is uh, why he's there, I'm hoping. It'll be... This is a small little... This may be one of those fan service things, but, you know, I don't think you bring him back just to throw him in the, the Millennium Falcon just to fly it for no reason. Like, he's going to do something or he knows something or, you know... And I'm hoping that that uh, he does have some kind of strategic. Well, it's funny you say that because thing. really, that's all he did in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> they brought him back just to fly the Millennium Falcon. Right. Well, he had he was the general of the whole thing. He told people what to do. Plus, he knew that he figured out before anybody that the shields were still right, up. right, right. But what I'm saying is, I mean, he was fun to meet in Empire. But if we want to talk about fully fledging that character out. We got to give 90% of that to Donald Glover. Oh, so for sure. I'm hoping, this isn't a prediction, but bringing that you've brought Lando up, I'm hoping we see some of that charisma and that charm and building on what Donald built in Solo because he was freaking great in Solo. I loved Lando in Solo. Yeah. So I want to see that, but, you know, 30 years later. Yeah. So that's a little one. What What's your final prediction? Okay, my final prediction, and this is a downer and it's much more specific. I know I've been pretty general through most of this. My prediction is that C-3PO is going to die. Ooh, okay. I don't, I, I think he's going to be, he's going to go away for a while, but I think that R2 will ultimately have his backed up. Unless he's just blown to smithereens or something. Is that what you think he's going to be? I think whatever they have to do to him, whatever we see in that scene where his eyes turn red and they got to, whatever they're doing to him. And it's just, I think it's sometimes when they, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Sometimes when they foreshadow that strongly, it's a red herring so that you know that character's not going to die. I don't think this is it. Right. I think this is, Telegraph, that's what I'm looking for. I think they're telegraphing because I think they're getting people ready to know that this is going to be it. Because, you know, they've, they've shown in the trailer that clip where he says, you know, what are you doing, 3PO? I'm looking at my friends one last time, you know. That's emotional. Um, and yeah. then in, some of the, in one of the TV spots, he says to R2, you know, you've always been a really good friend. It's just, there's, they're saying a bit of goodbye. And like I said... Most times I think in movies when you see a character saying those things and they're putting it in the ads and the previews ahead of time, it's to get you ready for that character to die. But, ah, it's red herring. We didn't actually kill that character off. Anthony Daniels, he's done. I, I think he's done being 3PO. I think, not that it's been he'll be done, but he's... He'll be, done po he'll be done post this, but, I mean, if somebody asks him to do an animated voice because of some time frame, he'll do it. Of course, but... You know, Kenny Baker has passed on. 
So yes, mm-hmm. we're. I think we're going to have R two. I think R two would be around for a while. I think, I think if they killed off R two or destroyed him or whatever, that would be way too much of a gut punch. Not that. What if they destroyed? What if they destroyed the Millennium Falcon? Oh Jesus! Is that a character? Feels like it a character. Is. It, it does. But <sighs> I, I will admit, if Chewie dies and the Millennium Falcon's gone, I will be. Yeah, that would be that would be too much. That would be too deep, deep. too much emotion, I think. But it's not that I dislike C three PO. I love C three PO, right? But he really hasn't been around much. I mean, he showed up with the red arm at the end of uh, um, Force Awakens. We barely saw him in the Last Jedi, except his arms back to normal. Okay, I'm just saying. This is a way to take another character that's been there through every single film and to give him his, you know, Anthony Daniels, he's an old British stage actor, right? This is his finally his, this is his curtain call. Let my character die. Kind of like, kind of like, you know, with Harrison Ford and and Solo, you know, he, he pushed, he wanted Solo to die in Return of the Jedi. So the fact that he died in The Force Awakens, not surprising. I think right. I think C-3PO is dead. And I think this is his current call. That's my prediction. Cool. Well, there you have it. That's our three wants, our three predictions each. The movies comes out this Thursday. I'll be seeing it Thursday night. Mike will be seeing it Friday. Not much more to speak on this. We kind of want to let it lie a little bit too. I want people to not dive too deep. They should go and enjoy the film. I would I would ask everyone be open minded there's a lot of people that make these films just arbitrarily cutting it to say, you know, it doesn't live up to your expectations because it didn't fit the story you wanted to write. doesn't make it a bad film. I think, you know, I'm super excited. Uh, I I think it's going to be a a really great film. Will it be the best star Wars? Probably not. Will it be the worst one? Pretty tough to be the worst one after attack of the clones. So I actually like attack of the clones. Either way, <laughs> oh god of course you did um again that's a movie where i like half of it so that's where we're at with this film i'm super excited very very excited as anybody can tell that's why we do this thing let me throw this out there um, real quick joe i know we haven't discussed yeah. it and this is happening live on the air i would like to if possible either friday night or saturday i don't know what your schedule is but i would really like to get something recorded as soon as possible with the both of us I know we're supposed to record. Oh, for sure. I'm off. So I'm off on Friday. Well, then we'll see what we can make happen. Yeah. So maybe there's a bonus episode this weekend, folks. Maybe. It would be possibly. And then we can, you know, I'm sure the next couple, we'll we'll, we'll talk about a few things. Maybe have some guests. Be nice to find, you know, maybe get Alan involved. And it's all done. You know, he is. Yeah. We got, we got to do that. Um, So, as we get, you know, wind down close to the hour, I want to do touch on the Mandalorian real quick as the chapter six just went by on uh, last week. And for those listening, if you're, wa- if you're listening tomorrow, tomorrow will be Wednesday. This will, this podcast will be out. Keep in mind the, Ma- the Mandalorian will be coming out tomorrow, not on Friday. And they did say, watch the end credits now probably just going to be a teaser for rise of skywalker but that would be lame i really hope that they do something story-wise uh with the mandalorian that means something yeah so chapter six the prisoner you know when i watched it the first time i watched a couple times 
I wasn't sure I liked it the first time. And then after I watched it the second time, like I liked it. It was, it was an interesting episode. I know people are going to probably look at this and see, okay, can you get back to the story? And my thought is, you know what? I'm kind of happy that this is a very much a Dave Filoni way of doing things. He has these stories in a lot of his animation shows where you think it's, means nothing and then at the end of the series it something comes back like oh my god i remember that that's why they did that oh my god so he's very good this very much felt like the way you know dave filoni writes his series and there's no doubt in my mind that all these characters will be back in season two i can see that i'm gonna um i'm not gonna say i had the opposite reaction i only saw it once but Mm -hmm. i loved it it was good. It was really good. I liked it better the same time. In fact, time. so I know I, I referenced this earlier in the episode, where as episode five, the gunslinger was way over the top for me, fan service and callbacks. That's mm-hmm. why I think I liked this one so much is because there was, I mean, there's every episode I think we're going to get some kind of callback. You know, mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of the race, but, you know, the four-armed, uh, kind of ape-looking thing that we saw in Solo. There was one of those in a cell. It was great. Yeah. And that was, you know, of course, you know, that's okay. So there's not just one. And obviously, you know, the X-Wing showing up at the end, that obviously... Uh, three X-Wings with, you know, each person in each X-Wing was the director. So you had, you know, Deborah Chow, you had Rick Fumi... I don't know how to say his name, Femoyia, and you had Dave Filoni. Those are all the yep, fun cameos. Pilots. No question. Yep. Loved it. Right. So did I. And okay, I seen the X-Wings show up. Okay. It's it's the New Republic. So, of course, they still have X-Wings. Makes sense. Um, uh, they should because they have X-Wings all the way through Force Awakens. And, but, you now, know, I watched so. very closely. Those are the old X-Wings like that we saw in the original. Yes. Whereas, obviously, the new X-Wings yeah. are a little bit different looking. Yeah. Um, I like that. Um. We saw some different droids were basically uh, similar to battle droids, but a New Republic version, more of a guard droid. Very cool. I, I liked that there wasn't as much throwback. I liked that this was a story. It was a fun story. It was very action-packed. Gave us a little bit more insight into the history of The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. We get to see some of the people he used to interact with. We saw some great character actors. I mean... Uh, I forget his name off the top of my head, but the guy that owned the space station, you know, if you ever watched um, Sons of Anarchy, yeah, he was in that. So he's a great character actor. He was in the first, he was in Batman Begins as the crooked detective. So seeing him was great. Um, yep. uh, Clancy Brown. Oh yep. my God. I love Clancy Brown. I'd, as soon as I heard the voice, it's like, holy shit, that's Clancy Brown. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. he's older than shit now. He's got to be in his sixties, right? Pretty close to it, I would think. He's he's a big he's a big dude. He's tall. Yeah. And his voice though, his voice is so great. I mean, as soon as I heard it, I turned to Sheely and said, "The Kurgan." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, if you get that reference, five hundred nerd cool points to you. But <laughs> and then uh, Richard, what's his name? Uh, Richard, I can't remember his name. He was on the. Uh, the IT crowd, that British TV show, he was doing the robot voice, which is funny because yep. he's kind of robotic almost in his mannerisms as it is. So right. it, it was a good episode. And 
we didn't have you had we had bill burr oh, oh my god yeah bill burr i'm sorry go ahead yeah yeah bill burr and then the twilight woman was i can't remember her name but she was the actress who played tonks in the harry potter right. series if you've seen those. so that's right i forget bill burr bill burr was great i mean bill burr is always a cranky son of a bitch i was worried at first i, I was worried at first because you know sometimes people like that can't get past who they are and i think if you didn't know who bill burr was you were fine do you know what I mean? which is a which is good that's a good thing i'm saying that in a good way like if you don't know who bill burr is that character was a good character right but he i mean yes he acted but he didn't act too much you know bill burr always is kind of a cranky son of a bitch and he played a cranky son of a bitch right. but right i i liked that so before we saw cara dune who we knew fought for their uh rebellion and then Without a war to fight, she really didn't have anything to do. And now we see the same thing. Bill Burr played a former sharpshooter, sharpshooter for the Empire, and that line was great. I mean, I'll let you take that if you want to talk about that. Yeah. No, it was just funny because he, was, he wasn't a stormtrooper. Was <laughs> wasn't a stormtrooper, wise ass. <laughs> and, and that's that's good fan yes. service, right? That's. That's like if you understand the whole series, that's where good fan service comes in. It's like, yeah, Stormtroopers can't hit anything. Like, you know, so that's that's what's funny. That's why that fan service worked. Yes. For sure. So, you know, the episode where, you know, I, I'm, I don't have them all in front of me, but, you know, obviously where all the Mandalorians showed up, everyone raved about that. You know, this is the way, you know, fantastic yeah. episode, no question. And I think I called it the Big Mac episode before. Yep. And this was this was kind of that again, in that it was just a lot of fun. And I, I hear you, right. some people might complain that we're not getting to the main story. But you know what? Where's the rush? We know there's a main story, then it has to all to do with this baby Yoda character. We know we're gonna get there. Where's the rush? Let's just let's have some fun along the way. I totally agree. I think that's the problem with with what's going on in the world in terms of Everybody wants everything streamed right now and it's all figured out and I can binge and get it done with. I love that this can breathe. I mean, we know they're shooting season two. There's no reason not to set up certain things for next season. I think what I think they probably have an end game in mind. You know, in my head, I'm thinking this is a, a four season, maybe five season show if we're lucky. Um, they'll never say how long they'll be because that's probably not the right way to do it. They'll just tell Filoni, okay, we're done. Right, like uh, season four, you're done. So wrap it up. And I think they have an end game in mind already. Uh, oh yeah. So and I and I think it's probably a four. Se- I'm going to probably say four seasons will probably be the most this will ever get. I don't know if that's the most, but I'll agree that it'll go as at least four. I mean, Stranger Things is going to have a fourth season, and we know this is Stranger Things was the most streamed show until the Mandalorian showed up. So why shouldn't it right. at least do that kind of number, right? So Absolutely. I, I agree, at least four seasons. So, yeah. So it's looking good. I think, you know, super excited for the tomorrow. It's coming out tomorrow uh, to see the next episode. Definitely going to watch and make sure we watch past the credits. Um, I think, you know, once we get through the whole series, we'll probably have a maybe a breakdown of The Mandalorian um, to kind of see where we go and kind of start from the get-go and and all that but i overall i think it was a really really good episode lots of good things happened i loved the um the droid chasing baby yoda around and baby yoda having the intelligence enough to like i gotta hide him something's not right and then 
he does the puts his hand out for the force and robot gets shot from behind from the Mandalorian but he looks at his own hand like oh wow I thought he thought he was really powerful for a second like he blew up that robot it was fun just it everything great. about it was fun and what yeah. I also like to the horror movie aspect of the red light and the like when uh, yeah. when he took on when he took on that one guy I don't remember his name I should do better research but when the light was strobing and you see the Mandalorian for a split second in a couple different spots very very right. horror movie very alien or predator type horror it was fun it was just fun yep yeah a really good episode and i will tell you that part of the thing you learn about the mandalorian is i i thought he did kill those people so did i and then when they when they show him at the end of the cell you're like oh okay he doesn't just kill people unless he's getting paid but he used to (laughs) you know yeah, he he used to, does. so something, yeah, things, things changed, right? Like, well, he could have done these. He could have killed all of these people, and right. he didn't. I mean, but he definitely killed some and, people uh, when he was on the planet, you know, saving the village. He definitely killed some people, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but it was cool. It was cool. And then uh, one final la- uh, cameo that was in the film or the show was the um, the one guy on the the ship, the one guard. That's actually Matt Lanter who does the voice of Anakin in the Clone Oh, Wars. yeah. That's right. That's right. That's a good call. Good catch there. Uh, I didn't catch it. I heard it on some other podcast. So. I take it back. So, that's Everything cool. I've yeah. been ever said to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, really good. Um, a fun episode. But my head right now is in Rise of Skywalker and um, looking forward to Thursday. Same here. Well, Friday for me. Absolutely. If you guys want to give us your thoughts on where the Rise of Skywalker is going to go before Thursday comes out, hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. You know, leave a message through there. Um, we'll try and answer them. Michael's really good at answering the the Twitter verses out there. I'm I'm not quite as quick as he is. I tried to to come once in a while. Um, so yeah, hit us up there. We're at Kybercast. The best place to find us is Kybercast.com. That has all the links to the social media outlets. Michael, where can they find our podcast, though? Well, you're probably going to find it on Apple Podcasts because that's where 50% of all podcasts are. So if you find us there, please leave us a review. That gets our name out there. You can also find us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts. Basically, if you have a favorite podcast app, we're on it. So listen, leave us a review. Awesome. That's going to do it for this episode. And I didn't give them our name at the beginning of the episode, so we'll give them now. My name is Joe Becker, and I'm always my good friend is with me is... Michael Diaz. Michael Diaz. Thanks, Michael. <laughs> it's perfect timing. Thank you all for listening. If it's your first time, we sure appreciate you checking us out. If it's your multiple times, we especially thank you for listening. If you really want to help out the podcast, just share it with a friend, not asking for any money. Just share it with a friend and, and get us get us out there. For Michael, I don't even know how to end this right. I'm going to have to recut the end. I don't oh, know how to end. I never know how so to end the show. So much editing right. is coming. And now that it's funny, you need to keep it in. So yeah. I want me to say no. one, two, three, and out. Out. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Shh.